how much is your time really worth? As a leader in your life and or business, you likely focus on spending your money wisely, but have you truthfully considered how you invest your time? We all have the same 24 hours a day. It's how you manage those hours that counts. If you're constantly battling the clock, you're going to love what's coming. I invited Kathy Deco back and we've put together a simple series to get to the root on how you can sustainably shift the way you spend your precious time. Together, we bring a holistic approach touching on the mindset, strategy, and action components that are so vital to true change. Tune in over the next four weeks. They're very short episodes, about 15 minutes, because we value your time. And we're going to explore the real barriers to maximizing your time and show you what you can do differently to finally make traction on the things that matter the very most to you. Today, we dive into time mindset and how and where your thinking might be wreaking havoc on the way you spend and experience time. Get out of stress, pressure, and overwhelm. Learn where you can grab the reins to create more balance in your life right here and now. Let's roll. I'm Carla Reeves, and this is Differently, a podcast where we explore the ins and outs of what becomes possible when we're willing to think, do, and show up differently to the moments of our everyday lives. I am here with Kathy Deco today, and we are going to talk time mindset. Hello, Kathy. Excited to hang with you. Hello. It's good to be here, Carla. Yeah. So this whole idea of time mindset, let's just kind of start with what is what does that even mean? What is it? What does it mean to you? Um, let's start there. Absolutely. Yeah, it means different things to different people. But I think for me, it really comes down to, you know, how you approach time, how you value time as it relates to, you know, your work and your life. And, uh, you know, trying to strike that balance of, you know, getting all the stuff done that you need to get done for your business uh, without sacrificing, you know, the other side, you know, the other (laughs) critical portion of life, which is what you're doing when you're not working. So, you know, hobbies, uh, personal enrichment, your family, your friends, kind of keeping that all in perspective, and, you know, making sure that one doesn't get too out of whack as compared to the others, you get, you've got some good balance there. Yeah. And I think time mindset is so important. I think you and I talked about, um, you know, it really being kind of the, the wheel around the, all the spokes, you know, of, a of our life and mindset is going to come up over and over and over again. And for me, it became really important because I noticed working with high achievers that they were always bumping up against time, like this excuse that they couldn't do what really mattered and they couldn't get to what was important. It was always an excuse around time. And I thought, gosh, I I need to dive into this a little bit more because this is a barrier for people And time, just like anything else that I help clients with, you know, I I say to people, um, you know, 
a deep change in the way you live requires a deep change in the way that you think and a, a deep change in the way you do time requires a deep change in the way you think about time. And so if we're constantly kind of riddled with thoughts of, I'm too busy, there's not enough time, we never have enough, I'm always behind, the to-do list never ends, like that creates the landscape of how we do time. Do you see that with your clients? Oh, absolutely. And I see, um, you know, quite often, you know, if you think about just kind of the entrepreneurial spirit, the entrepreneurial mindset, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, you know, to constantly be working to, you know, just take that one more step or do that one more thing on the to do list uh, to move the business forward. And, you know, sometimes that's not the best thing to do, right? Because if you're gassed, and you've had a long day, and you know, you've just got one more thing to do. Well, I mean, like, I'll find myself just staring at my computer for 20 minutes, like, trying to write an email. (laughs) It's just not going to happen, you know? And so it's, it's that recognition of just being like, well, I'm not being productive. I'm not being effective. So there's no point in trying to cross that thing off the list. Just save it for tomorrow when I'm fresher. So I, I encounter that quite a bit and, uh, you know, end up giving my clients kind of that permission to just check in with themselves and say, I don't have the energy or the the um, emotional capital for this right now. Like, when could I tackle it? Like, it's still important, but it's not going to be my best work if I do it right now when I'm just spent. So that's I encounter that quite a bit. Yeah. And the reason the mindset piece is so important, I think, is that a lot of times our actions, we're trying to um, be more productive, get more done, manage the to-do list, be great with our calendar. But if if the noise in our head is constantly running of, you know, wreaking havoc of I'm behind, there's not enough, everything's urgent, we also don't like that impacts the way we feel as we just navigate the workday. And so there's so much opportunity. And, and if we, if we attack the, um, or approach the action part of it first, on top of a, uh, unhealthy mindset, the actions will help us get better for a little while. But I don't know if you see this, but I do is that people fall back if they haven't address that mindset of like, I've got to work all the time, it'll just rear its head again. And you'll find yourself working all the time again, after you tried to implement habits. And so I think that's why it's so important that if we can build the healthy mindset, and then put the actions and new habits and new ways of doing things on top of that, we set up a foundation for greater, longer lasting, sustainable success. Yeah, I like that quite a bit because, you know, it's all just learned behavior over the decades, you know, that we've been on the planet, right? And it's not, we're not going to reverse that in a couple of weeks. Like it's going to take some time and some effort and some stumbling and, you know, kind of figuring it all out as you go along. And, you know, for some people, the action breeds, you know, the mindset and the confidence for other people, you've got to kind of reverse it. Uh, which is where I think you and I are real complimentary mm-hmm. because you've got that strategic vantage point, you know, like let's get your mindset right. I've got some of the tactics there to just say, Hey, try this, you know, and get some, some quick wins, mm-hmm. which helps fuel, you know, from both sides. So 
I think that's uh, you know a good way to kind of I don't know set set the audience up. You know, like we're we're here to blend what we do for our clients and share that with folks because I mean you can pick and choose what works best for you and attack it from both ends. I love that because if we're addressing both sides of it, because you're right. I mean, a lot of times people are waiting for um, the right mindset to take action. And that's (laughs) not always the best approach. The best approach can be to take action and it actually starts to create a new mindset. So I love that you and I are kind of like the the yin and the yang. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Um, big time. Yeah. So what are some tangible ways that this looks in life? Where Maybe where have you encountered this or overcome this in your world? Yeah, I think if I kind of draw upon my own experience, like what, you know, having an out of balance or a poor time mindset looks like is um, you just spending like physically spending a lot of hours on work whether you're actually working or not, right? Because, you know, sometimes you're out of juice. And so you're just sitting there staring at your computer. But I still count that as work, you know, because I'm like in my office, or I'm in that space. And that's my intent. And that's what I'm thinking about, even though I might not be productive. So I spend a lot of time, you know, when I'm out of balance in the work zone. So, you know, there was a time in my career where I was uh, working from 7am to like 11pm every day. And barely getting a lunch, barely taking my poor dog for a walk, you know, like mm-hmm. it it was pretty bad. And when it starts to look like that, I think is when some flags should start to go off. Um, I was single at the time, so I didn't have anybody there. But, you know, uh, you know, you would have somebody there saying, boy, we just don't see you anymore. Like, are you coming to dinner? Like, here's a plate and it gets served to you in your office, you know, or whatever. Like, those are the mm-hmm. things that it starts to look like where maybe things are out of balance. So to overcome that, I had to swing the pendulum very far in the other direction, which ended up not being sustainable, but it helped me at least climb out of where I was at, um, you know, to only pick up one new action item a day. At the time I had a boss who was just like, here's all this stuff I need you to do. And I'm like, okay, but like, I can only get one thing done a day because, you know, with work and meetings and all these other things that were happening, like, You've, you've got to prioritize for me what you want me to do because you asked me for 10 things yesterday and now you want 15 more today. Like I can't, I can't get it all done. So it went super extreme to kind of start to, to protect, uh, you know, kind of the, the core hours and my own effort. And then, you know, from there, it's kind of gone back into what's more of a steady state where it's not nearly as extreme, but I don't have to be that way because I've I've been protective of my time. That's such a great story. And I think you have told that story, I think, on the podcast before. And if I remember correctly, the impact of that got pretty great. And that's what caused you to kind of put a new stake in the ground to say, this has got to change. Something's got to be different. Yeah. I think that's the starting point for all of us, right? For me too, it certainly was a, um, 
you know, I just had this little monster on my shoulder all the time of, you know, you got to be working, you got to be working, you got to be working. And that's how I got my value. And that's how I, you know, got my worth in life. And it just drove me and drove me until I realized like, wait a minute, there's no quality of life here. Where am I? Where am I achieving myself to? Because it's not it's not getting to where I thought I was going to get to and something's well, got to yeah. change. Something's got to be different. Yeah. yeah and I, I do find it interesting that you said, cause I had a very common um, feeling of deriving my own personal value and worth from how many hours I was clocking, even though I was a salaried employee, right? It was a bit of a badge to be like, Hey, I'm working from seven to 11 every day. And everybody would, you know, would have the customary, like, Oh my gosh, reaction, you know? And so then that it it was odd in that that started to define me. Mm -hmm. And then it felt super weird to pull it all back because then, you know, what's your badge? What do you have? You know, like you're actually working in balance and you're not, uh, you know, burning the candle at both ends. It was difficult to then find that almost identity after, you know, trying to, to reel it all back in. So maybe that's something we talk about in another episode, because I think it's huge. Um, and it, it had such an impact. Once I realized that's what was happening, then I'm like, and I'm an adult, I can derive my value and worth from anywhere. Like, why did it have to be from there? It was a real epiphany for me. I love that. I just made note that we will definitely talk about that because I think that's a section of its own. And for me, too, it was finding, you know, really turning it all inside out instead of seeking external validation was really flipping it inside out and going, wait a minute, where is my I get to choose where that validation comes from. And that was a game changer. So let's let's wrap up by talking about, you know, I I love that we're bringing both sides to the conversation and let's give listeners just some tangible ways that they can begin to uh, raise awareness to even having a mindset around time (laughs) and what we can start to do just today to make a difference there. So um, yeah, you can go first or I can start. Well, I think you said one, one big one for me uh, is awareness. So, you know, sitting back and maybe, you know, if you if you think about it from an actionable standpoint, right, my tactical approach would be to look at your week last week and see where you spent your time. And it can be real simple. It can be work or not work like we don't have to get into the the granular buckets. But if you have, you know, more than. 40 hours. And I, I mean, people, again, it's another topic, I'm sure, like a 40 hour work week, like, is that good? Is that bad? Whatever. But, you know, if you've got more than 40 hours or more than, you know, 25% of your week devoted to work or your brain power devoted to work, then that might be an indicator that there's some opportunity there. And I, you know, for some folks listening, I'm sure it's going to be much higher than 25%. And I just pulled that because 40-hour work week, 168 hours in a week. So it's 25%. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Thanks for making that connection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, quick math. <laughs> Here's how my tactical brain works. <laughs> yeah. So we're looking at your time. So simply restate what you what the action actionable takeaway is. Like, look at the last week, right? And just see where you spent your time. And... 
if if you spent more of it on work than you thought you did, then it's probably an opportunity. And yeah, I just said 25% only because it's 40 hours. Yeah, so it's just a quick inventory of work, not work time. Yeah, and I will layer on that around the mindset piece of just um, kind of taking an inventory of what's running in your mind all day long when it comes to your time and your productivity and just start to write those thoughts down because that's going to create a, a real picture for you of what your current relationship to time is. And you're going to see an opportunity there too. So Kathy and I are going to be back weekly for several weeks and talk about some more areas of time and productivity that are so important to all of us. Um, and so that we can live the lives that we want to live um, and do the good work that we want to do. And we will be back. Sounds good. It's been awesome, Carla. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Differently. I hope it stirred your thinking and I invite you to take one inspired action. If you want to get back in the driver's seat of your time, your inspired action this week might be to sign up for Time Camp. Camp starts soon. There are limited spots available. We've put a link in the show notes where you can find all the details. We're packing our bags and getting all of our gear ready for you. And we can't wait to see you at Time Camp.